0: all of the girly chat. Tell me who the most famous person you've kissed is. Oh my God,
1: I don't even know.
0: Don't be coy now Ulrika, I've seen all your bits. Hello everybody and welcome to Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. This week I am joined by none other than TV legend, yummy mummy and all-round sexy Swede, it's Ulrika Johnson everybody! (laughs) Woohoo!
1: I was just going to say who's that you're talking about but yeah <laughs> far from yummy mummy. but <laughs> you you lush cunt <laughs> <laughs> Oh I love you know that's my favorite word as well so absolutely I thought I'd, I
0: thought I'd open it up, just relax you straight away get get it in know, there Milo's Milo's coming to say hello Alrika. Of course he is. Yeah, he's fucking massive. Straight on the brand new
1: sofa though. So he doesn't give a fuck. No. Nope. <laughs> no, they don't. It's their house. <laughs> How are your dogs? Uh well, I've only so I had um I had uh three bulldogs right up until Christmas. And I lost two just after Christmas. So now I've only got Leo who is 4 and he's got leukemia. So I'm not having much l- <laughs> I know. So, well, uh, uh, it's Eureka, there is one.
0: You can have this one oh if God. you want him. Look he is him. the look, He's this is beast. Be, look this is because I dared to have a bacon sandwich with yeah. him.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, the thing is, if you dare to have a life that's sort of other than them, I'm dog sitting today, so I'm looking after my my best friend's bulldog. And, mm. of, of course, when, a, when another do- dog comes in the house, she thinks it's like, this dog Bella she thinks it's fantastic it's like being in Hamleys so she's just running around and she's relentless and last time I I had her I had a meeting and she was climbing on top of my printer and I'm going excuse me excuse me then if eventually she lay down for two minutes and did the worst stinking fart and I literally had to sit in the whole thing going but um but yeah no I I don't mind a bit of chaos you know it's kind of do you know what I mean it's 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 nice chaos isn't it it's loving chaos So That's like it. Be- beautifully chaotic
0: having <laughs> yeah. a puppy. i definitely describe it as that. So, right, let's go straight back to the beginning. Um, it took all of my, like in our strength not to go, oh, ricky, kicky, kicka, kaka, kaka.
1: <laughs> You must be sick to the back teeth of in that, mate. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not, actually. It really doesn't happen very much nowadays because everybody uh, who used to watch that is so old. <laughs> so it doesn't happen very often. And so when it does, it's quite, It's. I think it's quite kind of cute. And, it, and you know, yeah. again, like, it's something that I love doing and whatever. So it's, I think the worst thing for me was when, You know, when I started out and I was doing um, weather presenting and people always go, Oi, Eureka, what's the weather like? And you're (laughs) like, have you got a fucking window? Look out of it. Yeah, I know. (laughs) You're trying to compose yourself and go, yes, that's right, girl next door. Yes, it's lovely. Or you got the weather wrong this morning, didn't you? And you're like, give me strength. (laughs) But yeah, no, I don't mind.
0: How did you get into being a weather girl, though? Do you have to have specific weathery credentials? Well, so I'm not... Or oh, me- did you just look good pointing
1: at the British I'm, fans? I was just going <laughs> over there and over here. <laughs> um, yeah, I wish. No, I'm not a, I'm not a meteorologist. That takes years word. and years and years. Uh, but I was working as a production assistant and then they had some on-screen auditions. I was dreadful. And so then I went away <laughs> and I worked for a satellite channel presenting the weather for them And and then I came back to TVM and gave them what you used to have in those days, which was a VHS tape of various reports that I'd done. And then, sort of, yeah, like an audition tape. Yeah, yeah, just showing like here I am, telling you that it's going to be foggy and frosty. And uh, (laughs) but yeah, no, I spent Mm. about three months uh, going to the London Weather Centre so that I could learn to. Uh, to understand the charts and understand what they were talking about what all the symbols were but not to forecast so I could interpret but not forecast so yeah some some knowledge and it was interesting actually when they sort of first initially said that to me I was like oh weather and then I got really into it um but yeah so I kind of became quite a bit obsessive about it I think become
0: a bit of a cloud
1: nerd yeah (laughs) (laughs) forgotten it all now obviously (laughs)
0: But that's really interesting. I like, forgive us for making a snap judgment, but I just assumed, because you were, you you still are, but fuck me, mate, I remember back in the day, like, you were just the fittest bird. You were were such a wicked bit of kit. I just thought you walked in one day and were like, get her on screen, but you actually grafted, mate.
1: (laughs) Yes, yeah, I did. And it was quite nice having done the, working as a production assistant beforehand. So I had a good feel for what went on behind the scenes in TV. And then there was uh many years ago an industrial dispute and all the sort of secretarial staff were asked to do technical jobs. So I was rolling the auto cue and you were you were we all had different roles and it was you know, that was the best thing for me is feeling that I have an understanding of what everybody's role is in T V and then go on screen. Um and uh yeah, so I think that was really, really like valuable. Yeah.
0: I like, but in, I suppose then you know how hard everyone's working you've got a good understanding of what goes into it yeah like you don't just show up and point like no. you literally you paid your dues mate. yeah
1: no exactly and then my first husband it's been quite a lot um he was he was a cameraman so he was like on that side that side uh-huh. of the, the screen and I'd be on the other side so I had a real you know a true appreciation of 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 really what was needed and what was required and the hours were. So, I mean, I may have been, I'm sure at times I might have been an arsehole or whatever, but I think for the most part, I always have great respect for the crew and, you know, always feel like they shouldn't be overlooked because they're, they're, you know, probably, you know, the bigger part of, of what goes on, as you know, because
0: yeah. we
1: just go, and then all behind the scenes, people have been working, you know, incredibly hard, so... It always amazes me when I work with
0: people and they treat the crew badly, oh, like, like, in any way, whether it's, like, a researcher or a runner or a payday director or anything, and I just think, do you know who's who's, who's going to edit you? Like, do yeah. you know who has their final say? Like, do you know who's going to, like, in future, I say, oh, I worked with her, she was a dickhead, and, like, who's going to yeah. help further your career? Because it's not, like, the other celebs you're working with. No. Like, it's the it's the people who are, like, making the shows. And I'm always, like... Totally bamboozled when yeah. people don't give these g- give the crew the utmost respect
1: no and i and i don't get that too either it's a little bit like you know when you're in a restaurant and people treat waiters and waitresses badly and i think they're gonna just spit in your food now Basically, 110 oh, like, percent you're getting i want bogies in your potatoes yeah i i want i want them to give me a nice experience you want and also i guess I am a bit of a people pleaser, so I want everybody to sort of get on, and I want there to be a good atmosphere. That's um, fine. And so it's kind of like you you do your bit in in sort of trying to make that happen, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, no, I've seen you in action, and that, and that pleased me greatly because I always thought that hoped that you would be exactly what I was hoping you would be, and that is just super lovely to everybody, and and that's so refreshing. It doesn't happen a it doesn't happen all the time and it doesn't happen with people who have made it very quickly or are suddenly famous, not saying you, you've been around now for years. Um, oh, she's an owl boot all gone. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, so, yeah, no, it's, it's, um, yeah, no, it, it's so important. Um, and, and yeah. And, and also you kind of, you're kind of interested in how things are made, aren't you? And what, you know, you, sort of not just editorial questions but like oh god like that's what they're doing oh that's it oh that's a new bit of kit oh look at that you know whatever things have moved on a bit since my day when cameras ran on coal
0: <laughs> well like regardless you must have been doing stomach right because you've been in the industry a fair while you're still grafting you're still doing well you're still one of our most recognizable faces like what was it like being in, in like TV's heyday in the nineties, like you couldn't turn on your fucking telly on a, like any day, any night of the week without seeing you. Like, what was it
1: like? Gosh, do you know what, Vicky? It's it's a really it's the first time anyone's really asked me that question. And I was twenty one when I started, so I started working yeah. in TV when I was nineteen, but I was twenty one when I started on screen. So you might imagine, so you know, young. yeah, so young, and you're doing early mornings when well, I was doing. The, the weather on breakfast. What well, time did you
0: have to get up for that? then?
1: About three thirty.
0: Shit me! See, like I'm always in awe of people who do breakfasty stuff, like Lorraine Kelly and that. I just think, oh, killer. My hell, give year, killer! Give this, it is a woman. A year off,
1: yeah. It's and it does. Early. It took it took me about a year because I did that for three and a half years, and it took me about a year for it to get out of my system. That whole your your, your body clock is messed mm. up, and you feel like you have jet lag every day. But I think because I it happened and it happened although it didn't happen quickly it happened for me young I guess and then I left that and then went to do gladiators and that of course then became a really big show and so you're swept up in it and you're but for me it was always about doing the the background work and doing so I would write the scripts for gladiators and I would, would you? yeah because I didn't you know with mean it first series they had a scriptwriter in and they were saying really sort of typical itv things like oh cinderella she's going to a ball and i was like oh i'd never say that like i i need to say something that i would say so i just rewrite everything and give my lines to john Fashionu or whatever and just work it all out and do little links but um yeah so for me it was all about putting in the graph i think i was just so so stuck in and and so into doing my work and feeling really blessed that I was able to and that things were going well. That I didn't really stop to to look and go, who's that yeah. person? What's happening there? It's 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 it, it. You're just in it, aren't you? You're just yeah. living it, and it's going fast. And you know, so it's kind of um, yeah. It's a really, really. It's only now when I look back and I think gosh 33 years in the business and I go and I think I forgot I did that and I forgot I did that because you just do it and then and crack on I guess yeah
0: I think like you have to sometimes you can't say and I always get this saying wrong but I, th- I think you can't see the wood for the trees yeah that no that's right is it right like sometimes like when you're in some, I remember the year after I won the jungle and like you're in such high demand and like yeah. you're on everything and I remember I was like in the Amalfi Coast making a show for this morning with Fern and then the next thing I was like making a panel show with Eamon Holmes and Kelly Brook and like lurching from this and Aunt Summers campaigns and everything and it was all amazing but like you're so busy and so in the thick of it that actually like you don't take a second to smell the roses or appreciate no. it I think God, like I'm doing stuff that loads of people would dream of doing, and actually, yeah. I'm doing the stuff I dreamed of doing. Yeah, you're yeah, yeah. Just so it, it's just so intense. So, like, I, since like since lockdown in particular, I've took some real time to take like me foot off the gas a little bit and be appreciative for the things that I've got. Mm. Um,
1: because sometimes you just
0: don't have mm. time
1: when you're in the thick of it, do you? No, I I think that's right, and I think certainly in our business as you know you have to take the opportunities you don't have you know you go "Hmm, if I don't take that I mean you're in a position of of of, of having choice and I was in that position as well and I think that and that makes things a little bit easier so you're not just saying yes to everything but you Mm. are still planning and thinking ahead and yeah I think I got to about seven eight years ago when I just sort of felt that uh I needed to take a step back. I just didn't feel that I knew where I belonged because going hand in hand with, you know, I guess a high profile career was all the press and media comes with it, attention yeah. and you don't get a break from that. And I felt like I need to, I don't know where I belong anymore. Uh, so I, I sort of, Started working, you know, with a career really young, and then set and settled down at that point as well. Married for the first time at twenty one, and then had my first child at twenty seven. So it was career or family. Career family. There was no like eureka in there. I don't mm. think it was just like you're kind of almost a machine. You're, you're like you, the pressure is on you all the time. There's no time to sort of navel gaze and go oh like, and reflect perhaps. Mm, and, so because- I, I did. I did do that. I took just uh, just took a step away from it. Took a step back. Like I don't know where I want to be and what part I want to play, and and also get becoming older. Obviously, then is also another issue because you don't get as much work coming in, and and so that's something new to get used to. And yeah, it's just a bizarre time. But I think it's really good if you can do that now because you're like well i don't even know if you've reached the top of your career but you're you're still climbing and you're you've got loads of things that you're going to crack on with but it's good to take that little step back and have a little check in with yourself
0: so i think like what you had which i haven't got sort of thing is like you had the settling down really early as well. Mm. And, like, I can't imagine having to give myself, like, because when I was, like, when I left the jungle, when I was focused on my career, which I still, like, I felt like I had to give all of myself to it mm. in order for it to be successful. Mm. Um, I can't imagine, and I know loads of women do it, but, like, how, like, splitting me time between having a family, having a husband, and also being really successful and really busy I imagine I just constantly feel stressed out tired conflicted and like I wasn't doing my best for either mm. of them yeah, I think that's
1: that? I think you've put it really well for someone who hasn't even who hasn't even lived that but I think that's the feeling all the time that you're always chasing something in the sense that you're never quite you know I would never, not so much have guilt about being away from my children because I was working. So I was working for us. I felt mm. I like could judge, but I felt that I should be with them. And then work would be very sort of like all or nothing. And constantly, there's constantly something. And, and I've been freelance all my life. I've never had contracts with anybody. I've just literally not had the safety of going, oh, uh, oh except now, actually. Yeah. Um, but that's <laughs> right. That's writing. <laughs> And I guess in, in in many respects, there's always been more so that conversation around women than around men. Yeah. So we talk a lot more about, uh, you know, women's obligations because women have only just in the past few decades obviously been coming out to work and having careers. Well, not past few decades, but longer than that. But um, And so the pressure's always on us. And I always felt, you know, I come from Sweden, a very egalitarian country. Everything's very fair. Everything's very even. Um, mm-hmm. And I'd be like, why are they always like... Why is it always about me and judging me as a mother? Like, hang on, what about the dads or what about this, that and the other? So you have the added pressure of, of, of being a, a a woman mother and and then uh and and then doing having your career and then trying to yeah, I guess manage either a marriage or, you know, everybody I guess has to manage relationships. But yeah, it was pretty uh yeah, it was quite a lot. <laughs>
0: It's quite a lot especially when you are still so young. Yeah. Um that's mad that. I obviously I, so I've never been to Sweden. I think I have ever been to Sweden. No, I don't think I've ever been to Sweden. I've been to Copenhagen. Yeah. That's Denmark, Denmark right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So that's different. But like, I just imagine Sweden to be like really clean. Everyone just look like you, absolute straight <laughs> tens. And everyone, for some
1: reason in my head's really polite. And just yeah. like, oh,
0: no, you go first. No, you go first. Like, oh, well, that's I- <laughs>
1: interesting. That's probably the one thing. The Swedes are really funny. The Swedes are really direct. So they don't do like, that's what... I found when I came to England, as people would say, oh, would you mind if you could you possibly maybe take that bottle? Possibly. I mean, don't worry if you can't. Whereas in Sweden, they go, can you take that bottle? Take that bottle. Photocopy that. And i would be like, oh, my God, I've offended somebody. And it wasn't that. So the Swedes are very plain speaking and direct with very few kind of courtesies. And they're kind of whereas the English, I think. I would almost say the the English are warmer and more open to have a crazy conversation with a random person in the supermarkets, whereas the Swedes would just go You weirdo. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. But they but they are obviously friendly and they all speak good English. So it's like you'd be all right when you go there. And yeah, a lot of the guys are very good looking. Oh, I can imagine. I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little I... trip to Stockholm. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you'll have to take us on the lash. Yeah.
1: (laughs) A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do,
0: all-time favourite show when I was growing up. Like, mm. I, I, do you know what, mate? I, even when my mum and dad would let us, would watch uh, Shooting Stars as well because they yeah. used to love it. Um, but Gladiators was just the best. You must have yeah. some canny good stories from that.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, it was just... I mean, first up, you know, they they brought the show over from the States and, and we ITV ended up making, or London Weekend Television, as it was known then, ended up making a bigger show of it than it had been in the states but of course we were filming it in in at the national indoor arena in birmingham i don't know what it's called now but that big indoor arena in birmingham i think it's the nec no it's next to the nec Is that so next to it's NEC? next so it's been quite, whatever whatever mm. and of course none of the local people knew what it was because it hadn't been on screen yet so yeah. we would have like you, you'd invite people in for free because you couldn't charge them because It's for a TV recording. And we'd have these big, muscly guys. And I I honestly, it was clueless. I hadn't got a clue what was happening, what we were doing, because it was all described to you. And if someone says to you, we're going to get two big, muscly men to beat the shit out of each other with cotton buds, you'd go, right, yes. Prime time, that is. I just, was, I had no I idea. Smell, smell. Yes, exactly. I was thinking, well, I left my job at TVAM at doing the weather for this job, so if it hadn't gone well, I might have been bugged. But so what, the audience that came in was very. There was only very few in the audience because they were like, it was the summer holidays, and they were like, oh, there's something going on at the National Indoor Arena. Blah blah blah. They came. Out. So when I was doing like links to, to the to the camera, they had to keep moving the audience around to follow it, to make it look, because the, the <laughs> arena was virtually empty. And then word spread in Birmingham that there's this amazing showdown, this massive uh-huh. spectacle going on. And then we couldn't, they, we, we became oversubscribed and they had to issue tickets for people. But yeah, and also another funny story was that I think the third year we were doing it, whatever else it was, well, first of all, the gladiators themselves had to have bodyguards that's it's, surely that feels like yes that's it's, like like, a, <laughs> it's really driven. bizarre but they became so popular that they would yeah. have so many fans and whatever else and and then they be transported in a coach from the from the arena to the to our hotel but but I was left to walk on my own in the dark they're like yeah well she's all right whatever. And I'm like, okay. I think the third You're... year I was pregnant and I was like, well, but could somebody maybe give me a little bit of lift or maybe hold me hand across the bridge there? You are a tiny little woman and let me get this through it.
0: We've got fellas like fucking Wolf oh no, and like Hunter just like, ha-
1: well, the bodyguard's actually bigger than them. No, they'd be, they were yes. just like security, weren't they? So they were like, yeah, it was just to sort of keep people away. And I guess for them, you can imagine, they're their entire lives have been about creating their bodies. Yeah. And and then they and then something comes along, like gladiators, and they become massive stars. And egos just poof, overnight. Yeah, I can
0: imagine. Because I I feel like like I've gone out with a fair few boys who've like been a very Interested, like very obsessed with their image, the way yeah. they look, their body, and like I'm making a sweeping generalization. So, every, anyone who listens to this and thinks, "Oh, that's not true," please don't be too offended. I feel like when you spend that long cultivating your body, working on your muscles, it's because you're lacking in another area. Yeah. That's what that's what I tend to have found. And I, I'm not yeah. being crass. I'm not saying no, no. I don't that think that's Do you know what I mean? I'm not saying they've got little dicks. What I'm saying is like no, no, I no. Feel- I
1: understand. <laughs> and I think also, I think. It obviously becomes a kind of addiction because it becomes an obsession, maybe addiction, maybe too strong a word, but I like
0: anything. Yeah, Ulrika, the more you get, the more you want, and And the more changes you
1: you see. I mean, I I went through a phase of of being really, really into fitness, I can't remember when that was. Um, and it became sort of like therapy. I'm like, no, I need to go for my run, I need to go for my run, and it became slightly obsessional. But for them, obviously, they are creating something extraordinary because they're not ordinary bodies and I so I've always I always felt kind of slightly wary of obviously I dated Hunter for about a year and a half and away from the show he was like amazing and the sweetest sweetest oh, man oh god that. he was only 22 I think when I got together with him poor boy Come on go yeah hula, you're cougar get in I'm <laughs> Um, oh, but while we were doing the shows, he was so focused; he was just a different person. You just couldn't—I right. couldn't almost like not go near him because he'd be like, "Someone put egg yolk in my scrambled eggs, or whatever." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Having a mental breakdown yeah. or a little spot of yolk. Um, but then it's—it's it's even worse for them because, like, the lads I went up, the lads I'm talking about, whatever. Like, it was just for them an aesthetic. So you know, mm. they wanted to look a certain way for a certain image. But for the gladiators. It, it hit their job hinged on it essentially. Yeah. Like it, it couldn't. You, you couldn't just gain half a stone, and ITV would be like, "Oh, that's fine. You can be yeah. our like slightly rounder gladiator." Like <laughs> it was so. Uh, it was so intrinsically linked yeah. to what they did. So I'm not surprised they become obsessive. What was it like for the women? Do you feel like the women felt like they were under loads of pressure to be, like, sexy and fit and glamorous and everything?
1: Yeah, that's actually quite interesting because, uh, you know, a few of them were gymnasts and and some of them were sort of bodybuilders. Um, but I think that uh, the station, the channel, created – and this is a good few years ago, so I'm not yeah. sure if – if the same type of pressure might be allowed to be put on them, but even I think in me, for me in the first first year, they wanted me in like a leotard and leggings, and I was so uncomfortable, and a push up bra, and I was so uncomfortable. Did they? So yeah. they wanted you like
0: almost in the same outfit, yeah, as the so that has? I looked
1: kind of slightly sporty, and I and then standing in amongst the audience, and I think the second year we just me and the uh and adnett the wardrobe guy just said look i'm just so deeply uncomfortable and this put me in something flowing and whatever but i think for the for the female gladiators uh definitely it was all about you know they were basically you know effectively they were having to glue the bottoms of their their outfits onto their bums because they were so kind of small they would just like disappear and if they were wrestling you might get an eyeful. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I'm no one c- wants to see a flap on primetime TV. No, nobody does. Or do they? <laughs> I
0: don't know. Or I mean, do I, don't, I don't want to see any flaps. Not, a family, not,
1: not on a family show, no, for sure. Yeah, no, I think it was, um, and it was all very kind of glamorous, you know, it was a heavy makeup and it was all that kind of, yeah, kind of yeah. spectacle and, and testosterone-y and sexually charged. And it yet a family a sexy- show.
0: It was madness to me. Like it yeah. was a
1: sexy, sexy show,
0: and like I swear it must have. Like not not to be too weird, but it must have definitely gave so many like young lads and young lasses their sexual awakening. Like hundred and ten percent, mate. Like I remember watching it and being so conflicted because like the way I felt about the way I felt about Jet and Lightning and everything. Oh, and I was know. like... Oh my god! Like you, it was. You half wanted to be the women. You yeah. wanted to date the men. Like it was so. It was just a sexy show, and that. I'm I'm so jealous, like, you got to be a part of it, like, I just feel like it was, did you ever feel when you were doing it, like, God, like, I feel like, certain, like, look at these amazing bodies, like, I, I, I should look like that too, like, did you ever feel, like, any pressure yourself, or were you just like, no, I'm here to do a different job, and I'm smashing that?
1: Yeah, no, I felt really far removed from it, and I would, okay. I would look at them with total admiration, because I think what they've gone through and what they were putting themselves through. But I also kind of looked at them thinking that's a ridiculous body like that. Even, you know, it's just like it, it it was extraordinary. Um, But, but I felt like, yeah, I felt very much like we were almost, almost doing two different shows. Like I was doing this bit, this, this serious (laughs) bit or the sort of interviewing bit (laughs) and then they were doing that all that and all the music and that that came with it but no I never ever the fitness thing or whatever never sort of really hit me at that point or interested me I think I was so focused on the job that I had to do because you're you're recording it as if it's live you know when you've got sort of Seven, eight thousand people, you know, sitting there. You don't want to be fucking up your lines three times because they just start going, "Oh, do they as well." Oh my god, live TV
0: is the worst. Oh, I know. For that
1: well, I know, yes. no Well, and this wasn't live, but it was a live. You know, it's a live, live spectacle, yeah. isn't it? So, I do remember one time. This is quite cute, actually, because <laughs> I because I was brought up in live TV, so I always. I, I call myself One Take Johnson. I can give myself one take and that's all you that's all you get. That's all I'm you get. How,
0: no, 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 I've given myself this I've name. I've given
1: myself that name. I know. And I remember going out there one time. We'd been doing this the show for a few years. And I went out and I always I always opened the show. Good evening and a very warm welcome to the National Indoor Arena here at Birmingham. And then my spiel, whatever I'd written. Uh-huh. Did it tripped up on a word or whatever else Mm. i was like okay everybody reset reset orika goes to the back (sighs) come out again cheering line again trip up again like when you trip up a second time you immediately go into a right i can't do this like what's happening
0: you're in your head oh you're you're this uh, riddled with self-doubt you're crap you don't know why you've got the job you're gonna get sacked and that's it isn't it and you
1: know you can't go out there a third time and do it Anyway, backstage, one of the sound guys, because obviously we were hanging out all of us a lot of the time, because there's a lot of hanging around at those shows. Yeah, Ulrika, would you like a little bit? Would you like a little bit of water? And he'd got a hip flask with some whiskey in it, and he just let me have a swig went out there and uh, nailed yeah, it nailed it but I think it was like he saw what was happening and he's like you yeah. just need to just take a fucking chill pill now because you've done this a thousand times yeah. so thank god thank god
0: oh I love little acts of kindness like that from the crew yeah. I mean
1: honestly this
0: goes back me to like why I adore, like, the crew who work on shows so much. Like, they're so unfucking appreciated for starters. Like, everyone g- gives, like, the presenters round of applause and everything, and it's yeah. bullshit. Like, they're the ones who work hard. And I remember being in the jungle, right? And it was, like, me first proper massive gig. And I was so desperate to do well and be myself and you know, show everybody the real me and not the person that they thought I was and I was almost getting in my own head a little bit Mm. and, like, you know when you just... It's not like you make an episode and then you see everyone's reaction and you think, oh, I'm I'm nailing this. Like, you're in there. You have no idea. No clue. You're in that little bubble like you know. So, anyway, so I... There was a guy I knew from... Geordie show days and um i won't say too much because he's probably working on the show and, and probably would get really told off for this so he will remain nameless Mis- mystery hero okay and um i went to him i was like am i like it was about two and a half weeks in and the evict like the boot offs had started and i'd got through a couple but just still didn't know and i was like am i doing okay like would you just tell us like do people like us? like is, is everything all right like yeah. i was so full of anxiety and he went you know we can't tell you anything like that for you. And I was like, no, I know, I know, absolutely. Sorry, I'm sorry for asking, you know? And then he was like, you have to do your little, like, so we're at the dingo dollar, like you talk yeah, to the yeah. fan rabbit. And um, he got his notepad out and he went, right, Ficky, so we're going to read this bit and we're going to do this and the next we're going to move on to that. And he's written on the notepad, you're doing brilliantly. I <laughs> I could cry still thinking oh, about no. it. It was just that little act of like kindness yeah means that just made it, it reassured us so much mm. and it got us
1: through the rest of yeah. the series
0: it really did. Isn't that so, amazing?
1: Yeah. But no and <laughs> no, no, you absolutely have no bloody idea at all. I was a bit like that when I was in Celebrity Big Brother because I hadn't
0: that's what I was thinking, yeah. I had no, no idea.
1: I was up I was up for eviction every time and I kept What's telling my thing? friend I couldn't tell like I was saying like get everyone to vote me out because I just obviously didn't want to be there. And I kept being put up for eviction and I was like uh and then just before the end of the show they bring you into the diary room and they say look this is the final now um and there's only five whatever it is you know when wh- what happens if you're the winner you come out and there'll be pyrotechnics and da, da, da. And I'm like yeah well and I didn't listen because I was like well that's obviously not me and all that sort of stuff and um and then so I hadn't I was so I had no idea I didn't even know why I was in the final and then and when they announced my name I went fuck that's a mistake like because I thought I was just like the most hated person there rather but then one of the sort of editors had said to me afterwards he said there was a moment in the diary room when I had said because I think I was the only girl left and I said oh I'm doing it for the girls and he said that's what clinched it all the women will have gone. <laughs> but yeah no oh. it is uh, that's such a lovely story that you had there that's nice
0: yeah. right Ulrika before I let you go because it's the end of part one I have to ask was everyone shagging each other on gladiators
1: apparently not me but um, <laughs> I mean not that they weren't shagging me but I wasn't shagging I was, I was learning my lines I was writing my lines and learning my lines but Learned yeah apparently in the first <laughs> yeah I think in the first in the first year that we did it because they took over a whole floor in the hotel there was yes loads of jumping from bed to bed yeah. and there's story corridor of, creeping yeah and there was one story about one female gladiator when somebody because somebody sort of picked her up on it she should remain nameless and she said she someone said for sake, sake you know fucking hell what was it like you had fucking five people coming and going in your room last night she went no no four I was like, okay <laughs> at that point maybe just stop at no <laughs> Don't, don't, don't. So, yeah, so it's, apparently, the, and, and then the, they had to, the hotel had to stop them, had to ask them to stop wearing, um, using fake tanks. It just ruined the sheets on that in the hotel because, of course, it's like oh. just, anyway. Yeah, there's loads of, we've all, of stories We've there. all
0: been there, mate. I yeah. bet you that would make quite a um, unique work of art. Yeah, I
1: was going to say, a nice little collage of sheets, yeah. sheets and rolling around. Oh, yeah. You, I bet and, you could... Flog that for a little bit these days would be like a, a, a
0: part of pop culture. Yeah. Two gladiators <laughs> rolling <Definitely>. around. <laughs> Can you imagine? Bloody
1: hell
0: Uriga, <laughs> will you come back in part two please? I promise we'll talk about something other than gladiators. You've you've I've had me fail, I promise. <laughs> Definitely, of course I will. <laughs>